Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, Pear fans. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Paratruth where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. Going Paratruthers, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And if you haven't checked it out yet, check out paratruthradio.com, whether you're listening for the first time or for the hundredth time. There you can find more about us, what we do, the different uh, artistic aspects of Eric's and I's life. And you can contact us through there, and you can also find our sponsors, which is Grasshopper, Loot Crate, Audible, and BarkBox. So check all those out. Tonight is a pretty in-depth topic that I think Eric and I are going to debate quite a bit in the post-show. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages... For those of you listening at FriendRadioNetwork.com as well as ParatruthRadio.com, let's get ready to expose some lies. Now Paratruth presents an introduction to reincarnation. Reincarnation is a fun concept, but many don't understand the meaning behind it or why it exists in some held belief systems. This episode will discuss the misinterpretation of reincarnation and examine the true understanding. I thought we would start off with what just the definition of reincarnation is. And reincarnation is the belief that the soul upon death of the body comes back to earth in any in another body or form. Second definition, rebirth of the soul in a new body. Third definition, a new incarnation or embodiment as of a person. So three separate definitions for reincarnation. So one aspect that I've always found interesting about this is that the that reincarnation is kind of mixed in with Hinduism and Buddhism. And their belief for Buddhism specifically is the wheel of life where you die from one life reincarnate into the next world until you reincarnate again into the human world, which they believe is the least problematic, if you will, out of all the worlds until you can reach Nirvana. And Nirvana is basically paradise. Mm -hmm. 
And Hinduism is kind of similar where they believe in reincarnation, but it works on karma. And not in the sense of good karma, bad karma, as in karmatic lessons that you need to learn throughout your different lives. So it's interesting that two separate religions, even though they are kind of based on the same thing because Hinduism came from Buddhism, uh, it's it's just interesting topic. Um, what are some of your um, ideas or, or thoughts on what you had researched on karmic or on reincarnation between Buddhism and uh, Hinduism? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the th- I actually learned about this in school just uh, this past fall, last fall. I, this is one of the topics we covered was uh, world religions. And so Buddhism and Hinduism is one that we were talking about. And the one thing that's interesting is is that there's some there's some things here that people don't fully understand when it comes to reincarnation, at least when it comes to Buddhism. Uh, you know, many people have this literal sense or this literal idea that, hey, if you don't live the high life, if you don't keep trying to move forward and reach nirvana, you're going to constantly end up in this cycle where you're constantly reborn over and over and over again on these different planes. However, I came across some texts that claim that Buddhism or that Buddha wasn't really using that as in a literal sense. It was more of a symbolic uh, term to scare his followers, to make you believe, hey, if you keep on doing this wrong and this karma you know, builds up, you're going to keep failing and failing and failing. You'll never reach nirvana. Therefore, you need to strive for the best. Uh, now, whether or not that's absolutely true, I know there's plenty of people out there who will disagree with me. In fact, uh, I work with a Buddhist. I work with a family of Buddhists. Uh, and, and we're constantly having the discussion about Christianity and Buddhism and how they interrelate and so on and so forth. And it's interesting because even many Buddhists don't believe in reincarnation, though the ones I do work with, uh, some of them do. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's interesting because when it comes to this idea of reincarnation, we, I mean, Buddhism is re- basically the reincarnation of the spirit being born again, in, or in a sense of being born again into the next realm or the next world, as you'd said, yeah. uh, where Hinduism, it's like so much based on this karma that if you have bad karma, you may be thrown back in time and become a butterfly or you may become some other type of animal. The human aspect is where you're pretty much on the right level. You're there, but you're not there, but you're almost there. Uh, but it's constantly working out until your karma is completely gone, which is an interesting idea mm-hmm. considering, I don't know, I mean, there's stories of people believing or claiming they remember their past lives, but most of us don't remember a past life. Uh, so how exactly you go about learning and changing your karma from birth until death and then doing it again in the next life is, well, it seems a little frustrating. Well, and it's all, all the stories that you come across for people who've, who've had past life regression or say that they remember past lives. I've never come across any stories that say that they reincarnated as anything other than human. Mm-hmm. Did you ever come across anything that people, there was a kid that was like, oh yeah, I was 
Barco the dog or <laughs> no, you know, ne- you never, you never come across that. At least I'd never have. <laughs> I mean, and it, it may be true. It may not be true that we reincarnate and that we reincarnate as other things, but it's interesting that nobody has ever said, Oh yeah, I came back and I was this crocodile and then I died and then I became a, uh, swordfish and then I became a human again. Nobody ever goes through that cycle, which I mean, if you would, would, uh, think that the Buddhist, the Buddhist really, the Buddhist belief is, Speaking literally, like you go through these reincarnations into other worlds. In my mind, it's we basically end up as an animal in hell, blah, 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 all the different realms that you would remember the other areas if you were you were remembering a past life or being have having past life uh, regression. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that that aspect we don't ever see and it's just one thing that makes you wonder okay so for example there's so many stories of kids recollecting lives that they've never lived in the current incarnation uh but but they can't come across that what are your what did you come across um as far as like kids being involved with with the reincarnation stuff because I came across quite a few stories, and there's actually a scientist who kind of says that there's scientific proof because of these kids that he came across. What what did you find, or what did you? What are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, you know, we, we've always seemed to have these stories come from children, whether it's as you're saying this reincarnation thing, or talking about seeing heaven at one point upon death, or in a dream, or this or that. Uh, there, there's a lot of stories going on here, and despite the fact it'd be kind of cool to believe them for the most part, you got to remember they are kids. Kids are very much in tune to uh, being disillusioned. You know, they're 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 not always thinking straight. They don't always understand. So they hear these stories of reincarnation, and naturally their minds begin to imagine that, and maybe even they dream about it. And when they're dreaming, they wake up and forget the dream but yet have the memory and they think, well, that must be from a past life. And maybe they don't dream it at all. Maybe they just are making things up for all we know, you know, uh, as for the scientific proof thing, you know, I came across a couple of, of sites that claim there's scientific proof. And it's interesting because the very first sentence in many of these sites is the scientific world will not believe this, but there's scientific proof. And it's like, well, there's not really scientific proof if science isn't confirming it. You know, if scientists are saying no, then obviously there's something wrong here. Well, the one I came across was from a Dr. Ian Stevenson, former professor of psychiatry at the University of Virginia School of Medicine and former depart, uh, chair of the Department of Psychiatry and Neurology. And he died in 2007, which is kind of ironic because he was researching reincarnation and then he dies. But um, he claimed that he found 3,000 examples of reincarnation. And basically what he is saying here in scientific terms was he was able to basically recreate 
the same findings because every child that he discussed or talked to either had a birthmark or birth defect that were consistent with wounds of the deceased person that that they claimed to be. Uh, there was three particular cases where the children made 30 to 40 statements, each regarding memories that they themselves had not experienced, and 90%, 92% of the statements were correct due to corroboration with family of the deceased and um, if there was any information in the obituaries. And he said that they excluded any normal transmission as they read it, they heard it, and that they obtained the correct information they showed about the concerned deceased person by some paranormal process. So, yeah, there. I mean, even this article starts with, while many scientists will dispel the notion of reincarnation as myth, there are some credible experts out there who believe that it is genuine phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But that can also be said for out-of-body experiences. A lot of mm-hmm. doctors and scientists are saying they've proven this, and the the proof behind that being they re um, they were able to re enact each individual thing multiple times, like. They placed a quarter on top of a cabinet, and the person had no knowledge of it, and somehow they knew that the quarter was there, and that sort of a thing. Right. So one thing that I've I've found fascinating, I've heard people say to me or just out of the blue that reincarnation was originally in the Bible. Now, since you have schooling in uh, Bible study, was there any version of the Bible where it would have indicated that there was reincarnation in the Bible? Not that I know of offhand. I guess it was in one of the Apocrypha books that existed before the 1600s. Um, but when it comes to the Apocrypha, I don't know. I don't really read the Apocrypha. Only a couple books here and there. But um, in our current model, whether it's the KJV or the NIV or the ESV or whatever, uh, there is no indication of reincarnation unless, of course, we're talking about being reborn again, which is a very different uh, subject matter from this idea of reincarnation because we're not talking about the person dying. And you'll see it a lot, actually, because you do see, uh, you know, die to self or in order to become saved, one must die and be born again, et cetera, et cetera. And so those are ideas that people might be like oh well there's reincarnation but it's not reincarnation because you're not literally dying it's a it's a symbolic uh expression so being born again is more so dying to your sinful nature in other words repenting of your sin and living for the lord that's what makes you reborn again and so the spirit is renewed and that's when the holy spirit is then brought down in put into you you know jesus christ sent the Holy Spirit to guide us once we become saved. So in that aspect, I think that might be where some people are getting this idea of reincarnation. And you and I both know that there are many people out there who are willing to twist the words of Jesus uh, to get this to prove like, oh, look, even God of the Bible talks about reincarnation. But it's a very much a false thing. Reincarnation doesn't exist. In so the 
do you think that that is the same aspect of when you're being baptized as well? Well, as you're dying and then being reborn after you've been baptized? Well, being baptized is a symbolic uh, is a symbolic expression of your faith. So it's symbolizing your symbolizing your death and resurrection. Being uh, pushed down into the water is symbolic for your burial and being risen again is symbolic for being risen to life. That's all it is. Really People think that – and this is especially important uh, when it comes to Catholicism. Uh, people believe that you have to be baptized in order to become saved. But that's not the truth. There's no indication of that. And we see that in the Bible that that's not necessarily true. Now, Jesus commands us that if we do believe, we should go and be baptized in obedience to him. It's a command. Be obedient. However, when we look at Jesus when he's on the cross and the two thieves that are with him, one of the thieves rebuke the people – and rebuke the other thief, and then ask the Lord, ask Jesus to remember him in heaven. And Jesus turns and says, maybe not quote for quote, but I tell you today, you'll be in paradise with me. Now we know that because this thief was on the cross, he wasn't baptized, not physically, but he was baptized spiritually. Because at that moment, he believed that Jesus Christ was a savior. And so he was born again in that moment. So, you know, and that's all really baptism is. It's just a symbolic expression of the death and resurrection. So for those that would say that Jesus Christ coming back would represent reincarnation, do you think that that is no. a, a literal translation no. for that? No, that's not reincarnation. He's coming back in the same exact body. Okay. He died in the body. He came back in the body. And it's and yeah, he's physical. You know, He's able to transcend to... Uh, anywhere he wants in the universe, he go to heaven, he come back to here, whatever. He's some believe that he went to hell for a while to preach the good news to those suffering down there, uh, those who are locked away. Um, but no, that's yeah, definitely not the idea of reincarnation. I mean, we're talking about reincarnation being uh, reincarnation is the effect of bad karma, such as it is in Hinduism. But we know Jesus didn't have any bad karma. I mean, he was selfless through his entire life. He even died for the sins of the world. So in that sense and in that understanding of the scripture, no, it's not a reincarnation. Okay, so not to go off on a rabbit trail because you brought up him going into hell to, to preach to people. Um, a lot of people say that that is proof of the hollow earth theory. What are what are you, What do you think on that? Uh. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's one of those I don't like touching. Uh, <laughs> well, this is Parachute Radio, and uh, I'm yeah, making I know, you it's Radio. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe that's proof of the Hollow Earth theory. Um, now, now, there are a number of different terms uh, used throughout the scriptures representing hell, representing the grave, et cetera, et cetera. Sheol is a representation mm. of the grave, uh, but it's also been used intermediate or intermediate intertwined if i'm not mistaken uh to represent hell at times is also um hell in this sense there's really no here's the thing we naturally based on the bible understand hell to be below us now that doesn't mean that the earth is hollow it just means there's a spiritual realm that transcends our understanding of the middle of the earth now I know there's caverns down there. We all know there's caverns down there. 
but to believe that there's no core to believe that it's, you know, we're just on this giant. Well, they believe that there's a core, but they believe that it's just a huge sun in the center oh. of the earth compared to, to a lot, uh, a, uh, hard, yeah, a hard substance. core with lava in, right. in the center or around it. So, right. well, I mean, what, what I'm saying, but you know, I think it's, I think it's a, now of course people are going to disagree because I think it's scientific fact that the core of our earth is solid. It's a solid core and it would make sense. It's the only way anything could really be magnetized, uh, and allow the liquid to flow around it. You got to have that movement around a solid core in order to create the magnetism that our earth has. Um, now, I, I mean, I, honestly though, in, in the end, I don't think it really matters whether the earth is hollow or not. I mean, I think it's a ridiculous topic to even have to discuss or argue about because it doesn't really matter. The fact is the Bible says there's hell regardless of where hell is, is it, it exists and it's not a good place to be. Um, so, but, 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 you know, we, we do see in the Bible that hell is constantly referred to as being below us and heaven is constantly referred to being above us. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's fair to say that hell could be somewhere in the earth, in the center of the earth. I mean, it would make sense. All right, folks, I think we're going to take our break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio. We are going to listen to Eric's trailer for The Revealed, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Eric, and you're about to listen to the audio trailer of my short film, The Revealed, which is now streaming worldwide. Check it out at ericscareback.com, parachuthradio.com, and YouTube. The links are provided in the description of this episode. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s, and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Start from the beginning. When did it all begin? Hello? Hello, kids. At Old Grove Church. This has led many scholars to question whether the God that we serve is truly omnipotent, omniscient, spiritual, or simply a New Age extraterrestrial. While others are led to question, are we truly alone in the universe? So, these dreams... Different this time around. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we've been talking about 
the concept of reincarnation, uh, that of which is in most notably in Hinduism and understood also in Buddhism. Uh, there have been a couple of other small discussions or rabbit trails, of course, as natural <laughs> uh, when it comes to Justin and I. But nonetheless, so interesting thing here with reincarnation, because this is actually something I used to believe myself. I actually used to believe growing up that I would be reincarnated. I always wanted to be reincarnated as a shark. I thought it'd be freaking awesome. See, I would have guessed a wolf. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. But I, I think the reason I always thought a shark would be cool is because I know what the world looks like above the water. Okay. But I wonder what it would be like under the water, you know, because mm. uh, I fear water. Water's scary. <laughs> Drowning is probably one of my greatest fears. But yet you like to surf. It doesn't make any sense. It's – I know. It's <laughs> it's a complex thing. <laughs> so obviously – I obviously know your, your take on reincarnation as far as um, how it relates to Christianity because obviously the Bible tells you that – you're, there is no life after, or well, there's the afterlife, but there isn't no second life after this as a human or as a dog or anything else. Uh, so, well, it depends on how you, on what part of the scriptures you're reading here. Because now, if you if you were to die today, your spirit, being not the physical part of you, but the essence, if you will, of your of yourself, um, I think. I think it's Buddhists who would call that the mind as opposed to the spirit. Cause many, there's many people believe who think the mind is the spirit. Um, but you know, your spirit would trans would then move into heaven or hell regardless. However, uh, according to the book of revelation and several other instances throughout the Bible, uh, when Jesus Christ comes back and takes rain and has full rain over the earth, he's going to raise all the bodies especially of those living, which is the living, I mean, those who are in heaven, and we will have our full bodies back again, physical cells. Our physical cells will be back and live for eternity forever on the new earth in which heaven and earth come together as one place. So in that aspect, yes, we will be in a physical body again, but we will not be in like some other body. We'll look just as we do, depending on our, I don't know what age we're going to come back as. You know, I think that's an important question. I have no idea. Uh, but we're not going to come back as a dog. You know, we're not going to come back as a rabbit or a rat or something like that. We'll come back as ourselves. So, so do you think that the animals will come back too? Now that's a, that's been <laughs> that's debated. A loaded, that's a loaded term. That's, question. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Something, I would love to believe, but the Bible really doesn't say anything about it. That. Doesn't really say much about it. You know, it says that the spirit of an animal or the soul of an animal goes into the ground while the spirit of man rises. Um, <clears throat> and that simply means that when an animal dies or put in the ground in the grave, that's where it stays. Period. It doesn't go to heaven, doesn't go to hell. Thank goodness for that second one, because uh, that would be miserable. <laughs> Poor Angus. <Yeah. laughs> little monster. No. Uh, but no, he, you know, God says that animals will not go to heaven. They will not go to hell, uh, according to the scriptures. You know, they just go into the grave and they cease to exist. Boof. Gone. Now, that doesn't mean God can't bring them back. It doesn't mean that he won't have them in, he in heaven. That doesn't mean like, oh, 
but I miss my lo- my dog so much. It doesn't mean God's not going to give you your dog back when you go to heaven. You know, he has that power and that ability. Uh, he's just expressing what we need to understand. The idea is that salvation is for humanity only, not for animals. So we shouldn't worry about our animals who we love because he knows we love our dogs and our you know, our pets. Mm. He doesn't want us to think, oh, well, could they be suffering in hell? No, it's not happening. Well, I would – See, I, I'm in the belief that animals do have souls and they just automatically go to heaven because they are ignorant of any type of evil. They're mm-hmm. living on instinct alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like to believe that. I mean, I don't I just like everything else. I truly don't know. <laughs> but well, I agree. I mean, I would like to think that, too. I, I hope that one day when I do go to heaven, I'll see Thunder Tracker and Angus standing there waiting and any other pet that I have between now and the time of my death like it'd be wonderful um but you're now right, what the if they is, started talking to you, <laughs> you uh, it just gets creepy it gets creepy <laughs> i'm not sure if this is heaven or hell <laughs> or just no. a dream <laughs> or just a dream but you know what i mean like that believing in something and reading the you know what you give from the because the scripture isn't 100 percent clear you know there are people who say you know different pastors and people who interpret that passage and say oh you know it can go either way we don't really know and i agree uh i do hope that they're up there i very much do hope and i constantly think of that too i think like oh one day i'll see my my favorite dog in the world you know uh one time one day again um and the good thing about that is you can have that belief and it doesn't affect your salvation or, you know, how you look, view other parts of scripture. It's not important. You know, it's just it's OK to believe that. So, yeah. Well, and I know I know that this goes against scripture, but I, I do believe that we do reincarnate. Now, do we reincarnate as animals and everything else? Eh, I don't know, because I'm under the belief that. We're here to learn lessons, and how are we able to learn all the lessons we need to learn for our soul to to grow and evolve with only just one life? And, you know, I'm sure that's probably against what the Bible is trying to teach, but through a lot of the research that we've done over the almost nine years now, I come to, to question what is it really all about and i i've still got that question of how are we supposed to learn all those lessons in one life well you see and the thing is though because you're right that's definitely against scripture doesn't teach that at all right however what you have to understand and this is scripture is despite what you know in life the moment you enter heaven and upon death period everything will be made known to you you'll understand everything so coming back doesn't really make sense because you'll already know all you need to know about life the moment you die. You're given that knowledge and it's it's interesting because it's like you're given that knowledge about life itself, but you're not really given the full knowledge of who God is, you know, and understanding him. Like it's it's amazing because you'll understand more about him upon death than you do now, but he'll be teaching us according to the scriptures for eternity. We will for eternity be learning about God. Which just goes to show how vast he is and how amazing and powerful he is. He's so in-depth that it's going to take eternity for us to ever really understand him. Simply meaning we're never going to understand him. That's how, you know, he is. But, but yeah, you know, in that case, it's like what's what's the point of the reincarnation? You know, if we're, if we're going to know everything anyway, then why, why put us here again? Like God knows 
that us here on earth, whether you believe it or not, they're suffering. He's not going to put us through the suffering again and again and again. That's hell. That's what hell's designed for. So upon death, you'd go there if you don't believe in the Lord. But you don't agree. I can see well, it in your face. Right? You still don't agree. It's all <laughs> well, right. Well, I mean, okay. I, I see what you're saying. But uh, and, and I, I, in a sense, agree that it, it would be constant hell if we have to keep coming back to this existence. But um, I, from from my understanding of of the writings in the Bible, it's more so we understand more about him than we do about actual existence. Explain. Like, he explains everything as to why he sent us here and then explains who he is, but he doesn't explain, like, why some people die early or some people have to go through different physical ailments or diseases or uh, uh, what have you, like like different learning disabilities, all right. those different things. So you're saying that's what you don't hear about in the Bible. That That's my understanding of what's written. Is, well, okay. And you're right. He doesn't explain necessarily the full understanding of details to the disease and all that, except for that it's sin. It's due to sin that those diseases are around and due to demons and stuff and whatnot. Uh, but the thing is here, let, let me ask you this question. Has there been any person – whether significant or not, in history that you know of that is claimed on their deathbed to say, I fully understand. I know why there's death. I know why there's disease. I know why this is happening and that's happening. I understand it all. Have you ever heard of anything or met anyone who's ever said that? None that I know of personally or which means that I've no one has ever done, which means no one has ever achieved that. So if that's the case, reincarnation is real then that means no one has ever been able to achieve the full understanding of the existence of life in the however many hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands or millions of years, whatever you want to believe, it hasn't happened to our knowledge, which simply means it can't happen. I mean, some of the smartest minds, some of the wisest people, you know, King Solomon himself, King Solomon, wisest man, just below Jesus in regards to wisdom, because obviously Jesus is God. It can't be him. But man, being a full man, King Solomon is the only person to have the wis- as much wisdom as anyone on earth. And even he was having trouble understanding stuff. And even he walked away from God, despite the fact that he knew things and understood the Lord. You know, it's, it's just that's an unachievable thing as a human being. And I think that's what the idea is here and the importance of uh, being saved again, because we on our own can't do it. It needs to be through the Holy Spirit. It needs to be through the Lord. Um, plus, I think with that kind of understanding, I mean, heck, you could be a God yourself at that point. We all know the Lord's not going to let that happen. Well, and again, that kind of falls on your belief because, in well, in, in the sense that I'm thinking is – we are all kind of gods in the sense that we create things, not human, like oh, uh, I nothing. Understand. But um, that's when when you hear it said that he created us in his image. I think of it as he created us to be creators, not necessarily mm-hmm. of something out of nothing. But well, no, I, you're completely right. Uh, we we are creators. 
he designed us to be creators. That's why, we, that's why we're artists. That's why you write. That's why I write. That's why uh, we do this. We do that. And, you know, that's the point to do things and create like God creates. Now, I think there's a, there's a certain there is a certain point in which trying to create something is going too far, such as. The premise uh, of my book, the premise <laughs> of your book, uh, the gene splicing and all that yeah. and trying to create these things. Um, there, there's there's definitely a point where creating becomes a sin in, in that regard. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we we are meant and designed to be as much as like God as we can be. Other than being God himself, that's not achievable. Um, that only becomes blasphemy. So. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, reincarnation is a little bit of a hard one. Uh, we can just tell you what we've come across. And a lot of times it just really falls down to belief, because even though there are scientists saying, yes, we have proof that there's reincarnation, it's proof in the sense that they followed the scientific method. It's, in my opinion, it's still not 100 percent viable proof that there's life or there's multiple lives. Um, so I, I honestly think that yes, there is reincarnation, e- even though Eric has pointed out the other side of it. Um, and Eric will still believe that <laughs> there isn't because the Bible doesn't teach reincarnation. So I think that's, that's where we're landing here. And I hope that you guys can, uh, Relate, even email us, text or uh, message us on Facebook, whatever, and let us know your thoughts because it would be interesting to to hear the conversation on this one because there are many different beliefs throughout the world. So, all right, next week, folks, we're going to talk about child spirits. This was brought up by a listener. Uh, his specific topic is about a type of child spirit that shamans summon in order to to do their bidding or what have you but i mean this goes a little bit further into nowadays ghost hunting and what have you and when ghost hunters come across child spirits so it should be a pretty interesting one and make sure you check out fringeradionetwork.com radioandpodcast.com make sure you check out the revealed And make sure you check out the legendary creature project, The Griffin. So until next week, folks, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to paratruthradio.com. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. Finally, we love bringing you fresh, entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to paratruthradio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research.
Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app!